Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so it's going to be pretty much impossible for me to kick off this episode of NXT Ups and Downs without talking about that logo. Yes, unless you've been living underneath some lovely, beautiful rock for the last week, you've probably noticed that Wally, I believe it was, went on Twitter and he released what looks like a unicorn throwing up at the NXT letters as the new potential logo for NXT going forward. And whatever your opinions are on that, just, you know, let me know in the comment section below. But me personally, I I don't know if I like it. I don't, I don't like it. But before you start thinking, oh, is this going to change NXT straight away, straight out of the bat? Well, we've got a couple of weeks worth of like taped episodes to get through first. So we're probably not going to get full multicolored madness just yet. But oh boy, it looks like it's coming. But of course, we do have an NXT to talk about before we get to rebranding chaos and this week was well there was something so let's talk about it i'm gareth from what culture wrestling and these are the ups and downs from nxt Kicking us off on the night, we had Saray taking on Mandy Rose in what was her re-debut on the Black and Gold brand. And, well, did she do well? Did she pick up that all-important victories when she was getting back into the swing of things? Well, you'd be pleased to know, no, she did not. It's getting her down. And, look, I'm not going to crap on the actual match itself, like everything leading up to the finish, because I actually thought it was pretty good. Mandy Rose was demonstrating, was showing off this new bad attitude, really. She was just nasty. She was doing press-ups on top of Saray. She was just being a full-on dick. And, of course, it was only a matter of time before Saray started firing back because she's not one to stay down for long and so she did and she like hit with all the drop kicks and hit her little sunray drop kick in the bottom of the rope and then Mandy Rose flew out of the ring and you were like oh no what's gonna happen here well I'll tell you what happened next it all got a bit weird because Gigi Dolan and JC Jane were ringside they're now like officially affiliated with Mandy Rose but instead of being like come on Mandy get back in the ring go and beat up and go and kick all the ass like you have been doing up to this point they put a towel in front of her face and said no no we've got to go into the back she just got drop kicked and she's she's really hurt her face and like the whole story behind this was oh Mandy Rose has made so much money off her face in WWE that's like a USP in the land of the giants and all the rest of it so now she's hurt her face what's going to happen oh oh the drama and this just didn't 
didn't really work for me because Mandy Rose has been talking up a big game with Gigi Dolan and JC Jane saying, come and join me. We're going to take over the world. It's going to be great. And in her first match, she looked really good up to a point and then she just ran away because her face got hurt. Not the best of starts, but hey, at least Saray got a win and didn't lose again. So there's that. Tommaso Ciampa was on his chair, but noticeably another person was not beside him this week because Timothy Thatcher has been put out of action by Ridge Holland, the big nasty dinosaur. So this obviously fired up Tommaso Ciampa and he said that he's not just going to fight for himself tonight when he takes on Rich Holland. He's fighting for NXT, he's fighting for his family, and he's fighting for Toothless Timmy. And you know what? He's got my vote. We got hit in the face with another match really quickly after this. I love this. I love when we get matches just thrown out as left, right, and center. And this one was Duke Hudson taking on Kyle O'Reilly. And it's not just getting an up this match. Oh no, it's getting my coveted yellow highlighter of the week. Like these two just meshed really well because you've got Duke Hudson, who's this really cocky, big, arrogant heel. He absolutely loves himself, and that's why we hate him. Then you've got Kyle O'Reilly, who's this plucky underdog grappler that has to really fight through everything. He's fighting through bruised ribs this week. It was just unfair. And he felt like every time Kyle O'Reilly was picking up a head of steam, he was trying to chop down Duke Hudson, he just one bombed him. He just hit him with one punch or one kick, and O'Reilly was down because Duke Hudson is a big dude. And then it got to the point where Duke Budson just absolutely pulverized Kylo Riley's midsection with a gut buster, but then it happened! I want it! Yes, because this week, for whatever weird reason, we had not one, but two Olive Garden adverts. Like in the picture-in-picture thing, that's what happened. We don't have a lot of them over here in the UK, but you know what? Because I saw this, because I got inundated with breadsticks, I'm going to search, I'm going to find those breadsticks, because you know what? I want it! I want it! And let's just call it like it is. Duke Hudson absolutely dominated for the most part in this match. Every time, like I said, Kyle O'Reilly got any form of momentum, he got swatted out of the way. But then he got to a point where Duke Hudson could run and kick Kyle O'Reilly in the face off the apron, but he missed. Kyle O'Reilly hit not one, but two dragon screws on the ropes, hit like a flying knee onto his wounded knee, and then locked in a knee bar. You could see where this was going. We were going to get a broken knee, and Kyle O'Reilly won knee match. I really enjoyed it. Duke Hudson looked really good. I think this was his best showing on NXT since he's arrived after the breakout tournament and all that good stuff and I think Kyle O'Reilly now probably transitions into perhaps a Ridge Holland feud obviously he was attacked by him last week all good stuff we've got a lot of things to play with Ilya Dragunov made his way down to the ring very gingerly because obviously he'd been to war with Walter like a couple of weeks ago this all gets an up but it's a little bit bittersweet because he said yep I'm alive and I feel more alive than ever despite looking like absolute death and he said I've got to go I've got to go back home defend this belt now on NXT to UK, but I will be back, and I'm sure he will be, but I just want him to stay. I want him to stay and fight Samoa Joe, Tomasa Champa, just Johnny Gargano, all these brilliant matches he will no doubt have in the future. We've just got to wait a little bit longer while he goes and just forges a massive legacy with that belt over on NXT UK, but that is if Walter doesn't absolutely eat him really because I've, I've got a funny feeling he's going to be hungry for some Ilya. We had another one of those sit-down interview things that NXT keeps doing right now with Kaylee Ray this time. She was talking about why she chose NXT TakeOver 36 as the place to make her impact and it turns out because well she just wanted to. 
But that's not strictly true. She said it's because the division needs a boost. It needs a new top woman, and she is that woman, because if you've seen her on NXT UK, you've seen she's just been dominant. She's battered everyone, so she's going to bring that form over to the Black and Gold brand and do the same again. She dragged everybody's names through the mud. Eosha Rai, Zoe Stark, Ember Moon. She gives zero fudges, and it looks like she's going to be taking on Ember Moon, I think, next week or sometime in the future at least. And that's probably going to serve as a bit of a bit of an acid test for Kaylee Ray on NXT. I think she's definitely got what it takes to beat somebody like Emma Moon. If she does, that probably throws her straight into title contention. But we're going to have to see if she can get the job done. Carmelo Hayes, the breakout tournament winner, was backstage. He was having an interview and he was teasing whether he was going to go after Kashida. He's obviously had matches with him in the past. Whether he's going to go after the North American Championship or do the sensible thing and just go for the big gold belt at the top because why the hell wouldn't you? But as this was happening, Electra Lopez, who showed up at the end of last week's NXT, she came into frame. She was like, don't you even dare think about going after that North American Championship. Because obviously that's the belt that Santos Escobar wants. And he came in and was like, guys, show this guy some respect. He just won a tournament. But if you go near that belt, I'm going to rip your face off. He didn't strictly say that, but you kind of got the point. These two are now going to have a match next week. And I'm very much excited about it because they're both brilliant. I really like Amelo Hayes, but Santos Escobar is just a dastardly dude. Imperium were looking to bounce back from a, a rough couple of weeks, really, because Walters obviously lost his NXT UK Championship. They lost in their NXT Tag Team Championship match a couple of weeks ago, and they were coming up against Drake Maverick and his new protege. It's all getting up. Because we were introduced to Grayson Waller, who is so high on his own name, it's lovely to watch, but it's really fun because you've got Drake Maverick playing a completely different role to what he played when he was with Killian Dane. He's now, he's gone for the whole role reversal thing, and it just made for, for escapades. And we love escapades. Imperium weren't here to mess around. They went straight after Waller. They battered him. Every single time he looked like he was trying to, trying to just get into his groove a little bit, they just chopped him, they kicked him, they pulverized him on the floor until Drake Maverick got a hot tag and exploded. I was like, look at this ball of fire go. And it was all going so well until Waller wanted to, you know, get back in on the action. And that was a bad idea because then, like, Drake Maverick was going, what are you doing? We've got this. I've got this. All the miscommunication happened and then Imperium just, like, threw Maverick out of the ring, got him out of the way, and Waller got hit with the Imperium Bomb. I think it's been renamed now from the Euro Bomb. They got hit with that. They won the match. So it's looking like Imperium are back, back to winning ways, which I think they needed because it's been a rough one. Like I said, it's been a rough couple of weeks. And also, I'm just happy to see Drake Maverick on my TV screen in whatever capacity that is. Keep this man on our tellies because he's great. Really quick one, we had Johnny Gargano and Indy Hartwell backstage and Indy was like, just give him a chance. Obviously talking about Dexter Loomis. Johnny then turned around and I think WWE on Fox put this on Twitter. It was very reminiscent of the office, like Dwight Shoot thing we turns over and Angela's there and he was like ah just stop stop it stop just go away Danny Birch Oni Larkin Pete Dunn and Rich Holland all did their typical staring down the lens thing in a foursome being very intimidating talking about the fact that Larkin and Birch wanted the NXT Tag Team Championships Pete Dunn wanted Rich Holland to batter Tommaso Ciampa and Rich Holland pretty much wanted the same thing oh yeah and Gigi Dolan and JC Jane had jumped Saray backstage because Saray drop kicked their boss in the face so hard that she had to quit so, I don't know, saving face? Do with that what you will. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Johnny Gargano taking on LA Knight. That was obviously the prelude, that little backstage segment thing that we had beforehand. They were going to have a match, and this match was great. I really enjoyed this match, but I can't give it up because of this stupid finish down. Before we get there, though, like there was a little moment at the start of this where Johnny came out and he was like doing all of his entrance, and Dexter Loomis went to do the no-look high-five, and Johnny was terrified, and it was great. And I found myself, I caught myself laughing at a Dexter Loomis moment. What is happening to me? But we're going to bring it up. It gets an 81% on the guy. Ganometer. And the dynamics were just bang on with this because you had LA Knight being despised universally by all the CWC and then every single thing Johnny Gargano did was just met with like unanimous cheers. Everyone was so excited to see babyface Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling back in the CWC and they were also pretty over the moon with Index just being there staring at each other. And every time Johnny looked like he was trying to get into the groove, LA Knight swatted him out of the sky like a big old fly. And there were slingshot shoulder tackles from LA Knight. There was a slingshot spear from Johnny Gargano. All the slingshots shots and all the fun it was just a fun fun match no other word can describe this it was fun there was also like a reverse power slam from la knight that i'd never seen before it was unorthodox as all hell la knight can go you know i know he's annoying as hell but he can go and then it just oh it all got a bit weird because johnny gargano went up for the one final beat that got countered and he fell into dexter loomis's arms and it was like oh it's a really funny moment it's kind of like a, a role reversal thing again like but this time it's like in the heart well like that was fine i actually quite enjoyed that i thought it was a cool little moment but then after this, Johnny goes onto the apron after he got LA Knight back in the ring and Dexter Loomis just extended his hand. And Indy was like, oh, see, he's, he's offering something, a glove. And Johnny was like, oh, yes, the glove. And he reached his... What was he trying to achieve by reaching his hand? It all went weird. He then got hit with the BFC, obviously, and lost the match to LA Knights. But I just... I can't get my head around what he was actually trying to achieve with this. We're just going to have like a physical connection moment with Dexter Loomis midway through a match. Johnny, it was stupid. Again, look, if you enjoy this stuff, like the CWC seems to be going mad for it and a lot of the comment sections seem to absolutely adore Index. Good. Good for you. You're finding good things in your wrestling. But for me, it's, it's bananas. It's, it's cuckoo bananas. I'm not a fan. 
MSK were in the hallway and they, they were very respectful, you know, this week on NXT. Instead of barging in to William Regal's office, they knocked on the door and before long they were allowed to step into my office. They said that they wanted to have a match with only Lorkin and Danny Burch because, you know, those guys didn't actually ever lose the belts. They thought it was a respectful thing to do to give them that opportunity and Regal was like, well, I was actually not going to let them have the match but because you guys have come out your way and said, yeah, you want it, I admire that. I respect that. So that match is going to happen, you good boys. And Mei Ying will finally have a match next week. It's been a, been a long time coming this, but we're finally going to see her be in the ring and be in action and probably just spit dragon breath at someone. It's going to be a jolly time. Jessica Mayer found herself in a match with the NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez and surprise surprise it's getting up. There's no question in the fact that this is undoubtedly Jessica Mayer's biggest challenge to date. Look it's the champion, the big dominant champion and I'd say she held her own. I don't think she was like at any point looking like she was going to win the thing but there were a few moments in there when she started hitting like spinning heel kicks where I thought this, this woman, she got some potential. And it got to a point where Jessica May was so hard to keep down in this match that Raquel Gonzalez had to reach really far down into a toolkit and pull out a dropkick. This woman hit a missile dropkick. But in the end, like the reluctance to stay down ultimately led to a very, very pissed off Raquel Gonzalez who turned Jessica Mayer inside out with a clothesline. She hit like one of the spinning cents on things again. I think that was earlier in the match though. And then she hit the chingona bomb for the win. That was inevitably going to happen. But Jessica Mayer looked really strong in the match. And now, judging from what happened after the bout, when you had these two women, you had Raquel Gonzalez and Frankie Monet staring at each other. It looks like Monet may be next in line for the belt, which, uh, I don't know, some people might not agree with this and feel like Monet's not exactly earned this spot at this point anyway, with like her recent record and all that good stuff, but I just feel like she might be able to drag something out of Gonzalez to make her, I don't know, take things up a notch and go to another level. Samoa Joe's turn for a sit-down interview with Wade Barrett, and this time, Barrett just pretty much asked him, right, what, what's, what's the future going to hold for Samoa Joe? Like, what, what are we going to do here with you as champion? I know you're a three-time champion, which is very impressive, but what, what have you got in store for us, Joe? And simply put, he just, like, glossed over the fact that he's going to be a dominant champion. He was like, well, that, that's, that's a given. Look at me, I'm Samoa Joe. I'm going to do that. His real aim here as the big guy, the big bad boss of NXT at this point, is to pretty much usher in the next generation. Like, he didn't hide away from the fact that his, his job away from from the ring is to go and search and scout for talent so he said he's going to bring that talent in and that talent has to test itself against Samoa Joe because he's set a new precedent he's set the new bar for what it is to be an NXT champion so if he can't come up to Joe's level you better get gone he also said that he's just waiting for his next challenger he's like come on who's going to step up to the plate and if if I was anybody in that NXT roster right now I would I would not relish that opportunity to come up against Samoa Joe because not only is he dressed incredibly sharply in his beautiful suit but he's also now got the muscle buster again he's gonna kill people isn't he Diamond Mines Roderick Strong was taking on Ikimanjiro in what was the open challenge I assume like that was laid down last week and the match is gonna get an up because it was incredibly physical because that's pretty much all Roderick Strong does he just brutalizes people in the middle of the ring but the Diamond Mine had a few new recruits bringing in the Creed brothers to join the gang. These lads, they're pretty big. They're pretty big lads. They were towering over everything, like all the way through the match. And like Malcolm Bivens kept looking over to him saying, are you watching this? Are you watching that guy in there? Roderick Strong is a machine. He could be a machine like you could be a machine. Let's all be machines. And I know I seem to say it every time he pops up on our screens, but it's never going to get old. Ikimanjiro is a treasure. He must be cherished and looked after at all costs because the guy wrestles in a jacket. He was throwing jacket punches here. It was incredible. And let's be honest, like you kind of saw the end result from the minute Roderick Strong like back 
body dropped, Jiro spine first into the edge of the steel steps. I was like, well, he's done. He's finished. It's, it's all over. Then he fought back a little bit and he was really plucky because that's just what kind of guy Jiro is. But before long, he was hit with a suplex backbreaker into another suplex backbreaker and Strong just pinned him like with no resistance at all. Pinned him on the ground. He was like, I'm coming after Kushida now. I want Kushida's title. Give me that cruiserweight belt. And the Diamond Mine stood tall. They reigned supreme. I did not want to get anywhere near that faction. Io Shirai and Zoe Stark were backstage and well Mackenzie Mitchell pretty much officially announced that they will be taking on the KC's Caden Carter and Casey Gattanzaro for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships next week they're finally going to defend the belts and well the exchange that happened after it really made me smile because the KC's were like you can't fake this we've got chemistry we're best buddies see best friends and they made like a little quip and they were like hey you can't fake that and Zoe Stark was like yeah yeah I know I get it we're not the best of friends but we're still going to whoop your ass and then Io Shirai was like, I don't like you, I don't like you, I don't even like my partner to be honest, but we're still gonna win because we're better than you and these are our belts. And then Zoe Stark went for like a fist bump, went for like a, a no-look fist bump and EO was gone. She was not there. It was great. It made me smile. A quick Cameron Grimes backstage interview and he was talking about the legacy that had been left behind by Ted DiBiase. He was saying there was only ever going to be one million dollar man but there's only ever going to be one Cameron Grimes as well. And then the grizzled young veterans walked into frame and they said, dude, you're nothing. You're not a million dollar champion. All you've got is a replica belt. We've got a replica belt. They showed it up. They were like, look, we're, we're just as much of a champion as you. We're going to get you a, a replica universal championship if you like as well. We'll do that for you. And Grimes kind of laughed it all off and went, oh, do you, just, do you just need a loan? What's going on here? So he picked up the belt and he was like, oh, this, is, this feels a bit heavier than my belt. And he dropped it. He just dropped it on Zach Gibson's toe. He started like going, ah, my toe, my toe really hurts. And this is, this is what wrestling just devolves into sometimes. Silly, but silly, silly fun. And just like that, it was time for our main event of the evening. It was Rich Holland taking on Tommaso Ciampa. And surprise, surprise, it's going to get an up. And I know I said it last time he had a match, but I really, really adore Rich Holland's entrance because he has like a thing where he's backstage in the smoke with his baton, whatever the hell it is, and then he just fades into him being in the CWC with it. It's all really smooth. It's all really epic. And it intimidates the life out of me. And these two bulls just went at it. They did not mess around. They just slammed into each other. They were belly to bellies. They were knees to the face. It was exactly the level of violence that your boy always loves. With the likes of Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Oni Larkin like circling the ring like sharks all the way through the match. It was only a matter of time before the numbers game started to come into play. They jumped up on the side of the rings and Tommaso Ciampa, he didn't necessarily get like properly distracted, but just enough where Rich Holland could get back into things and just shoulder badge him into oblivion. But again, Tommaso Ciampa, just not a mortal man, just does not really get affected by this stuff. So he fired up and started throwing slaps that just, the sound, the sound and the sight of sweat just firing off a person when he gets slapped in that ring off Tommaso Ciampa. It's, it would make Walter intimidated, I think, and that is, that is a big thing to say. And there was a moment where Holland powered out of a fairy tale, ending into an Alabama slam that left Champer on the floor for quite some time. But then before long, they got back up and they were doing a bit of a shootout. It's like, your shot, my shot, your shot, my shot. It was tennis with fists. And after the action like rolled out to the outside for a little bit, we had people slammed into barricades, headbutted. It got to the point where Holland got Willow's Bell through the ground, through the Earth's core into the floor and... That was it. He lost out of nowhere. Tommaso Ciampa picked up the win over Rich Holland and I kind of liked it. But before we can get too much into this, like there was a big like brawl afterwards. You had all the gang done, Lorcan and Birch trying to beat up Ciampa. MSK came down. They were like, you're not going to beat up baby face. We're baby faces. They fought the people that they're going to fight next week for the NXT Tag Team Championships. That all happened. And then at the end of the day, like the, the evil goons ran away up the ramp and Tommaso Ciampa was just stood there like, oh, yeah, I won, but at what cost? 
But at this point, Ridge Holland can take these kind of losses. Like he's, he's young, he's new to the scene, he's still a bit inexperienced. So like this kind of loss, it's going to make him learn, I guess, in terms of his character. And he could probably pick that win up again later down the line. Like when he when he builds himself back into the unbeatable monster you know that will be. And in case of Tommaso Ciampa, he's avenged the injury of Toothless Timmy, which is always a nice feel-good moment. Maybe we get a six-man tag at some point with MSK and Tommaso Ciampa taking on like three of the, the Goon Squad. I hope they're not going to be called the Goon Squad because that is a weird name. It wasn't the most spectacular ending to an NXT you're ever going to see, but I don't know. The show itself was pretty good. The actual in-ring action on NXT for the last couple of months now has been solid, if not great, week after week after week. I just think a lot of the story developments, everything with Index right now, isn't to my liking. Hopefully it will be in the future. We've got a wedding coming, which is going to be great. But overall, I'm going to give the show an up because I'm feeling positive. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.